right now, right now, I want you to begin to lift your hands. And I want you to focus on at least one blessing that God has given you. Don't focus on the things that may be going wrong. Focus on the one blessing that God has given you. Health, child, a grandchild, a job. Your health is so important right now. Oh, hallelujah. Come and focus. You'll be surprised. It's going to be hard to focus on one because many are going to come in your heart and mind. It's going to be hard to determine which one you want to think about because of the goodness of God. Let's sing another song if we could to the Lord Jesus. Making melody in our hearts. Singing unto the Lord. You worship the Lord. Remember you can be seated. Remain standing. However you feel led to worship the Lord, you do that today. Amen. You need prayer at any time, of course. You're always welcome to come. Keep believing him. 
take advantage of it. You need food, let me know and I'll get it to you. Amen. We've been able to use it a couple of times. And so I'm, I'm really thankful for that. I want to thank everyone that came out and worked very hard yesterday and getting things moved. We've got probably one good more uh, low, one low to move, and we'll be out of that tabernacle. And so we'll be here in the temple. And so I'm looking forward to that. So thank you. Those that clean the church, I sure appreciate you very, very much for the hard work that you do. Amen. And it's hard on just one or just a few people to claim. And so uh, I hope they understand where I'm coming from. I'm looking for someone that will take on the two restrooms in the foyer faithfully to clean those. That'll kind of give them a little less area that they have to clean. I mean, can you imagine sweeping and mopping the sanctuary in the foyer? Amen. Praise God. And so you pray about that. It's important to keep the house of God looking good. Amen. Hallelujah. Any other announcements that we have? I know that Mother Day is coming up and also youth camp, if we can have it, but we need to have a mindset that we will. And so let's prepare for that in June in Campbell, Texas. Glory to the Lord. Amen. So good to see Brother Lewis with us today. Amen. Glad to have him here. I shocked him by calling him the other day. Amen. He said, God led me to call him. That may be, but I called him. Good to have Brother Brandon with us today. I haven't met him personally, but I just, I guess it's him. Amen. I went out on limb by faith and it didn't break. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. So it's good to have him here with us and all of you as well. There are folks that are not feeling well. Brother Lord needs our prayers. Little Matt in Florida really needs our prayers. He's in the hospital with some heart situation. And so when you are praying, pray for these two and other needs that need our prayer. Our country needs our prayer. Our state needs our prayers. Our county and our city. We need to pray every single day for these officials that are trying to lead our country to get us past this crisis. And I believe God will ordain who He wants there to try to lead us back to the precepts of the Word of God. That's what I believe. I'm going to do my part, but I'm going to trust the Lord. He'll do the rest. He puts up and He takes down. That's right. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. If there's no more announcements, we're going to receive an offering today. If you have a gift, I'm going to come down and put my mask on so I can protect me, but most of all my family. That's why I wear a mask when I'm out and about. Is to protect my family. I've got young grandchildren and a daughter that's expecting another child. And so I've got to protect them. Since they hadn't announced it, I thought I would. Yeah, I don't know what they were waiting for. I, I've been saying any other announcements, any other announcements. She thought one time that I was meeting her, but she just can't get the hints sometimes. You know, she tries to give me a lot of hints. Amen. And so I do that. I try to really protect myself for them mainly. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so if you have a gift, if you're unable to come, uh, I will come to you uh, and I'll reach out my hand so it won't bother anybody if you have a gift. The Lord bless you.
we're going to go quickly to a verse that I used Friday night in Isaiah 22 verse 1 when I began to expound on the valley of the shadow of death as David was walking across the brook Kindred, barefoot, weeping with his head covered and gave you the understanding of what's going on. I'm going to kind of tag team with this verse of scripture in Isaiah 22 verse 1. What does it say? The burden of the valley of vision. Many scholars feel like the valley of vision was also the valley of the shadow of death or the valley of kingdom. And so we've got to understand that and put that together. Now, quick review. I don't have time this morning. Quick review. The Valley of Hindon was that south southwest part of the Kindred Valley that ran with nothing growing. And the children were sacrificed by Israel to Moloch in that valley. And so there's very little sunlight. Nothing has been built up there. Very little vegetation grows there. I've been there. Some of you have been there. And when I begin to preach that Friday night, it began to come to you in such a way that you understood. And then he blessed it from the horse gate eastward. He began to bless that of the valley of Kidron. And that is where people desire to be buried in because of the eastern gate. It says in the burden of the valley of vision. What ailed thee now? That thou art holy going up to the housetop. Let me give you some understanding. God delivered Israel from bondage and they came back to Jerusalem and they began to celebrate. They weren't going up to the rooftop at the hour of prayer. They were going up partying and dancing and celebrating that they were no longer in bondage. And the prophet began to let them know that God has not forgot your transgressions and you will have a day of reckoning. Oh, I'm telling you, hear me. Sometimes people that go out and sin and break the word of the Lord, you think, oh my, nothing's going to happen. It's not up to us anyhow. But they begin to celebrate that nothing has happened. They will have their day in court. We don't pray for that. We don't wish for that. But it is a fact. The soul that sinneth shall die. We will, we will have to look at the consequences of our transgressions. However, God will always have a remnant. He will always have a people, not perfect, not sinless, but have repented. God has cleansed them, and they're striving to follow the word of God. Amen. Hear me now. Hear me. And so the prophet Isaiah began to say that the current master of David's house wasn't worthy. And so he began to pick another man. And he said some things that you better hold on to. Because we have heard scripture before about something that I'm not going to get ahead of myself. We've got two very good heart really moments right now. It, and, and we really don't understand about, it. And we're really don't understand about clapping. I'm going to break this down mechanical from the bounce. Hebrew and from the Greek and give you an understanding of what God is saying here. Let's go there to Isaiah 22. Let's begin in verse 22, Elder. I don't know if I gave it to you or not. And the key of the house of David. The key of the house of David. Will I lay upon his shoulder? Hold on, not so fast, evangelist. The key to the house of David. You know what he gave Peter, don't you? But you don't know why he had the authority to give the keys to Peter. And so we're going to look at that in a little bit near the close of this message unless God just starts me and gets me ahead of where I feel I need to go. Don't matter what I want. Doesn't matter what I think. It's a matter of what God wants and what He wants to speak. But it says here, And the key of the house of David will I lay upon His shoulders. So He shall open and none shall shut. He shall do what? Open. He shall do what? Open. Woo! Does that sound familiar or not? He shall open and no man shall shut. Go ahead. And He shall shut and none shall Oh, He shall shut and none shall open. I'm telling you, you've got more power in the Holy Ghost than you understand what you've got. Oh, glory. And I'm going to show you why. You're clapping now. Now, let me break down the hand clap. Our text, Psalm 47, verse 1, talks about clapping hands on you people. Okay? And I'm always encouraging you to do so. Clap your hand. We do so much clapping. I'm surprised we're not callous. We should be. I said we should be. We should be clapping sometimes so hard 
that our hands begin to steam. What does it mean? It means to drive a nail. <laughs> By the way, this hammer is a plumb hammer. Plumb. Come on, evangelist. If you're gonna, if you're gonna read, you gotta get with it. Plumb, plumb line. You done broke my train now. Not the kind you eat. <laughs> when you're clapping your hands, you're driving a When you drive a nail, if you drive it correctly, it's there. If it's not there, you're not very good of a carpenter. I know some of you have driven nails and a couple of hits may be in and you say, oh my goodness. Well, you just need some more practice clapping. Go back to Isaiah 22, verse number 23. And I will fasten him. Uh huh. I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. First of all, I'm going to give him the keys of the house of David. Then I'm going to drive him in a sure place. this hammer because my hands are getting sweaty and you people on the front row oh hallelujah glory forget the mask it won't help you it's a good hammer brother scotty it's a pro series not that i'm a pro but i love clapping my hands i will fasten him as a nail in a short place and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house Woo! 24, we're going to hear who he is. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house. Uh-huh. The offspring and the issue, all vessels of small quantity, from the vessels of cups, even to all the vessels of flagons. He chose Eliakim, laying the keys of David upon him. God called him a nail in a sure place. Because even though he wasn't really in charge of the house of David, God saw something in him, something that was pure. He said, listen, I'm going to have me a nail. I'm going to have me something for my people to come back to in a sure place so they don't forget me. Even though the rest of Israel may suffer for their sins, I'm going to keep a remnant. But that remnant's going to have to come back to the nail. They're going to have to come back to the keys of David. And the only way you and I can begin to be sure we've driven that nail is to understand why we're clapping. I'm not clapping because I like the song. I'm not clapping because it did something in a beat. I'm clapping because I'm driving a nail. I'm making it sure to understand that, hey, in the time of trouble, I'm coming back to a sure place. In a time where I need God, I'm coming back to, to a glorious throne. Later on in that same chapter, he began to take away the rest of Israel. Ezra 9, verses 7 through 8, listen to the word of God. Since the days of our fathers have we been in a great trespass Come on. unto this day. Listen, sweet Pete. You've heard me from time to time talk about you need to repent. You need to come out of sin and start doing what you have been taught by the word of God to do. It's important. If you want to be a nail, if you want to have the keys to bind that it be bound in heaven, to loose, to be loose in heaven, then you're going to have to be a nail and you're going to have to be driven in a sure place. I'm telling you, you can't be a big nail. You can't be a nail that's just laying on the ground. You can't be a nail that missed a stud. You've got to be a nail that has been driven with such force that nothing, nothing in the world, nothing that could come against you, no trial, no tribulation, no matter what other churches do, no matter what our country do, no matter what other apostolics do, you're going to hold on to the nail. You're going to hold on to the keys. You're going to hold on to the Word of God because you understand the Word of God is a nail in 
for our iniquities have we, our kings and our priests, been delivered into the hand of the kings of the lands, to the sword, to captivity, and to, and to a spoil, and to the Slow down a little bit. Read it, read it. I know you're getting excited, but you've got to slow down a little bit. Come on now, read. And to confusion of faith, as it is this day. Come on. And now for a little space, grace has been shown. Grace has been shown. From the Lord our God. To leave us a remnant to escape. And to give us a nail in his holy place. Give us a nail in his holy place. That God, that's why preachers have got to preach the word. It can't be something that's just tickling and encouraging and keep people coming. Much as you would want them to be, 
You think Thomas Edison enjoyed wasting 6,000 experiments of the materials that he had to buy? No. But did you think he didn't rejoice when he finally got it on 6,001? I don't know about you. When I finally get it right, I need to rejoice and clap my hands. Why? Now it 
gonna, you gonna go to school by you know that. Don't go to school, order it online. The word of God. Oh, look at here. Come on, Brandon. Come on, come on, come on. Man, man, man the visitor here, he's just getting right with it. It don't matter the color. Sometimes we almost say nail it. Uh, right. Then you say the person with the nail. Hold it! Too late. So you got to take it apart. I say, well, we're living for God. We're not careful. We think we got it, but we really ain't got it. Because we ain't checked the word of God out. We're going by our feelings. We're going by our emotions. That ain't going to turn it, honey. you got to get into the word of God. The word of God is the bubble. And so you lay it down on a sure foundation. God, I'm preaching this morning. Some of you are out of Kelton. This is your level. And you're trying to live for God. You're trying to pray and hope God answers your prayers. It ain't happening, honey. He says, get level. He, he said, once you get level, I'll hear your prayers. God is a level God. He's a chief cornerstone. They didn't have to worry about the foundation being right. He is right. Oh! The word of God is the hammer. The word of God is the sword. The word of God is the level. That is everything you need. You'll never run out of nails. Your nail gun will never quit. You don't need an air compressor. He's the wind. God's on me today. I'm going to take that. got to be level. And so that's why you come up here to repent. Not just to say, I'm sorry. But you say, Lord, I don't want to do it no more. I'm going to have a change of direction. That's why you're getting your level back where it needs to be. And God says, okay, you're there. Nail it down. And don't forget what you told me. You said you wasn't going there no more. You said you wasn't doing that no more. Clap your hands. All your people. tells us, thanks be to God, which always at all times causes us to triumph uh -huh. right? and make it manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. That word place in the Greek means condition. Every condition in your life, you are still triumphing. 
if you're holding on to the level. Matthew 16, 15 through 19. I've got to hurry. Let me just paraphrase it if I may. He looked at his disciples and he said, who do men say that I am? And they began to list a whole bunch of folks. And, and then he looked at Peter. He said, Peter, who do you say I am? And Peter answered out the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Blessed are thou, Simon Jarbona, because flesh and blood has not revealed it. You are not going to understand this word just by flesh and blood alone. That's right. It's going to take the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. That's right. Amen. But you still need to teach it. That's right. Paul, the greatest apostle we ever had. Sit at the feet of Gamaliel and learn the law. That's right. And was blameless. That's right. And he used it when he was converted on the road to Damascus. And listen, you know this very well. When the Lord blessed him, he said, Thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church. You can stand if you'd like. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Verse number 19. Are we there? And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of the heaven. The keys that he gave to Eliakim. The house of David. The scepter will not part from Judah. That's right. The keys are with Judah. Said, I'm going to give you some keys to you. I'm going to give you that authority that I gave Eliakim. Now, Revelation 3 7. I got, to, I got to go quickly. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true. And what does he have? He that hath the key of David. Oh! He that openeth, and no man shut it, and shut it, and no man openeth. Uh huh. I know thy works, behold, have I set before thee an open door. No man can shut it, for thou hast little strength. But why was an open door? Because you have kept my word. And has not denied my name. Listen to this in Revelation 1, 17 through 18. And when I saw him. This is the Apostle John, the Revelator. I fell at his feet as dead. Uh -huh. And he laid his right hand upon me, oh! saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. That's right, first and the last. I am he that Alpha liveth. and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. I am he that liveth. And was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. You got them too. We did this on X Street. That's right. God has dealt with me to do it here. Right. Now, I'm just doing one side because we had another service. Give me a moment. Play something, daughter. Yeah, come on. 